This is Destroyed Nonchalance. Taking culture apart one episode at a time. A social commentary podcast on pop culture, fashion, film, and music. Welcome back to Destroyed Nonchalance. Um, we're here with our friend Jean Taylor. Jean, say hi. Hi. Did you say hi? <laughs> okay. Hi. <laughs> this is our first time recording like this, so there's going to be some like learning experiences. That's fine. Um, basically, what we wanted to do was catch up with you because you're over in the States right now. It's a very weird time for everybody um, all around the freaking planet. But um, we also wanted to... Talk a bit about RuPaul's Drag Race because you've started watching it for the first time. You're watching season 12 with us. And what episode are you on? Yes. You're on episode... Oh, I just saw episode five. Episode five. Okay. We just watched episode six today. So when we get to that part of the discussion, we'll try to prevent spoilers. Right. Like <laughs> we'll keep it. That's okay. We'll I mean, I figured that one could be spoiled, so that's all good. <laughs> okay. So um, first... Jean, tell us where you are right now. Um, well, right now I'm in my kitchen in Baltimore, yeah. Maryland, <laughs> USA. <laughs> Very specific. Yeah. And you've been there for how long now? Um, well, I'm in, in Baltimore, but then also in your house. Oh, right. So... Let me just look at my calendar. The very first day I started working from home was... Tuesday, March 24th, so now it's been a week and four days, if you count today. Okay, so it's almost, it's over 10 days. And how long have you lived in Baltimore for, like, because you've well, been in Baltimore for a years now, right? Uh, yeah, um, I grew up, raised here, then moved to Savannah for three years for my grad school, Savannah, Georgia, that is. And then now I've moved back from fall 2013 back into Maryland, um, back to Baltimore. And so now yeah. it's been six years plus since I've been back from Savannah. Right. And you live like in the city, right? Yep, definitely in the city, okay. in Highland Town. Um, it's kind of like the... Italian side of the city, whereas like we're right next to Greek town, where all the Greek side of the city is. <laughs> yeah, is is it as dead out on the streets right now for you as it is here in London? Um, yeah, like the only activity right now going on is like housework, that kind of thing. Because I hear like like power saws and that kind of thing. So housework oh, people yeah. are working, but other than that, it's been weirdly dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And kind yeah, of eerie, you... like it's eerie. Yeah, um, last or this Tuesday actually, Gina and I walked around. Uh, Gina's my boyfriend. Um, we walked around yeah. the city. Um, instead of the park and just the city streets, it was gray. It was eerie, like the wind, and there's like not really many people. So it just kind of gave a really kind of gray, eerie feeling to everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's understandable. When we first went out and London went into lockdown, it was very calming. It was very reassuring because you felt like there was order. But then the last time that we went out, I don't know, Rick, I mean, you can chime in, but it felt very uncomfortable. The whole lack of people and the people who were out, you didn't know what they were doing and why they would be out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, it felt like you were being judged. And I mean, I know people are out there minding their own business, but every time I, I mean, we only went out to grocery shop, but grabbing anything just felt like, oh, I actually need this. I only came out like once every two weeks, <laughs> but it just feels like you have a full basket. Why are you being a psycho? I understand. Yeah. I mean, because we were walking around with like a number of grocery bags. And even like out on the sidewalk, we didn't want to be perceived as hoarders, but we also didn't want to be like targets. When do you leave the house, Jean? When do um, you get well, out and about? Since I've worked from home, I've done 
lunch walks with Gino on Mondays and Tuesdays at 12 because that's my lunch break and those are his weekend days now. <laughs> Don't be so specific. <laughs> They're going to go after you. <laughs> oh, I know her schedule now. <laughs> no. Sorry, my brain. But never mind. Start over. Um, <laughs> we go out at 3 a.m. where all the crack <laughs> Um, crazy people. But other than that, um, I, I leave my house once a week to drive my car around for about 20 minutes so the battery doesn't die. And then on payday, yeah. which is every two weeks, I go grocery shopping, which was my normal routine anyway. So that's still a bit normal. Oh, so you were, you were a good grocery shopper. You were diligent about gathering all that kind of stuff and having it in the house anyway. Yeah, because it's just easier with my pay period and then easier to buy groceries first thing and then just have groceries for two weeks so I can just cook and not have to go back out again, even before the lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. So that's, a, I mean, we had to make a big adjustment because we were all, we never had food. In the yeah. And I mean, in London, it's different where, I mean, we have a normal size fridge, but the store is downstairs. So if we ever need anything, we just grab it. We don't super plan and like, in America, we would fill up a card and then, you know, go back in a week or something. You don't do that much the same here. I mean, because a lot of the food will go bad. The expiration dates are different here. It'll go bad within a few days. So, yeah, you can't really stock up very much when it comes to, like, fruits and vegetables. And we don't have those that. nice American <laughs> chemicals. <laughs> yeah. Consider yeah. yourself lucky. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm probably growing a third leg, you know. <laughs> no, it's How true. are you staying? Yeah. How are you staying sane through all of this? What are, What is your like your routine like? And what kind of breaks are you taking? How are you entertaining yourself? Well, I will say, like, I think routine is helping right now because I am still working my eight-hour days. So, of course, you know, yeah. got to be good and work when I work. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but then I have my usual lunch break. I have, um, when I clock out of work, I've actually, because of our American chemicals, <laughs> I've been working <laughs> on trying to cook the healthiest vegetables I can get. And then also exercising cause you know, sedentary American again. <laughs> yeah. So, that's true for everybody too though. Yeah. The endorphins from the exercise has helped to keep my mood <coughs> elevated. So that has been really helpful. <laughs> ah, well, that's good. And you have a yard, right? Um, yeah, I have a small little backyard, but it's definitely still a yard compared to what I'm sure some city people have no yard. So it's still, right. I could run around it if I wanted to, and I can pace around it. It's not like a balcony, so. Yeah, yeah. I can go do some laps. <laughs> <laughs> like a mad woman in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, people would be really jealous. I think a lot of people would be really jealous that you, even if you had like, Four foot by four foot square of grass that you could just go and sit in and, and have some sun like every once in a while. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, I could, you know, sit on the back and soak up some sun, drink a nice wine. Oh, <laughs> uh, the sun's... I mean, we were up on the roof for a bit, but the weather's been so awful lately. Yeah. And today is like the first day it's been up in the 60s and the sun was out. Oh, so it was it's so like, nice. Yeah. Um. So... What kind of shows are you watching right now? Uh, well, most recently I've been watching season 12 of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. That's yeah. new. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what else? Like, what would you normally be watching anyway? Well, right now, and actually this is funny, not funny, but uh, Gino got the flu at the beginning of February, which maybe it was coronavirus, maybe it was the flu. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, a lot but, of people are saying that, though. I mean, a lot of people are saying that. Yeah. It might have been going around since November. Right. And I mean, he's never got the flu before, so maybe it was the coronavirus? I don't know. Saying or accusing people of that, because Troy's just threw me under the bus. Like, you had it last December. I don't see it like as an January. accusatory kind of thing, though. I mean, because <laughs> honestly, like, nah. everyone that we knew here in London got sick all at the same time. And it was a lot of people who had been getting flu shots oh, every wow. year. So, and I mean... Who knows? But there is a lot of travel between here and China. A lot of our Airbnb guests were from China. Right. So there's just no telling, like, whether or not it was the coronavirus. There's no telling right now, I feel like, if we're positive or not. 
that we should just be acting that we as if we are and not contaminating people. I mean, right, early in case, on. In, in case you're, um, what's the word? Asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. Yeah. Exactly. I was thinking about just walking down Oxford Street and how many hundreds of people you could potentially pass or like how many hundreds of people would go in and out of a cafe all day. And if there's like a 2% fatality rate, that's two out of a hundred that you could like severely impact. And that's why we've been in quarantine for what? <coughs> this is starting our fifth week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. How are you guys keeping <laughs> This is going to be so long. <laughs> I mean... I'm much more comfortable being inside now. Being in the flat, glad that we have as many rooms as we do, glad that we have rooftop access, and right now it's just comfortable being here. I mean, it is kind of sad sometimes when there are the rare occasions that the sun is coming out and you just see it from outside the window. But, um, yeah, the physical location hasn't been as much as the news bombardment. And I mean, how are you able to concentrate on your work for all those hours of the day? And with all everything going on like this, are you able to do it all right? Um, yeah, I will say these first, like, I guess two weeks has been tricky only because I'm trying to concentrate on my work, obviously, but then I get, you know, I get worried. I get nervous. I, no, I should be reading more about updates, but then also worried about what is accurate to read. And right. I will say I am thankful that my hospital, um, which uh, hopefully I won't get in trouble yeah. for mentioning this, but it's, um, but my hospital has been very, very good about keeping its employees informed. Um, every week on Thursday, it seems like they do a virtual town hall meeting where it's basically a video that comes up on my um, laptop and I can visi- or, um, visually see the doctors in the room spaced out six foot, but they answer <laughs> questions that people type in. I mean, the update that you, s- the update you sent on that to us was, uh, I mean, it made me feel good to... Because it's doctors, it's not, you know, yeah. those are the people you have to listen to right now. And I yeah. mean, it must feel a little bit reassuring to be able to have that kind of an update. It's like a really direct line to the people that are doing things to save us right now. No, I agree. And I think that's why I've right now the first two weeks just been focusing on that because I know it's <clears throat> doctors that are actually dealing with it in person right. And they are updating as each week seems to update. So that's been reassuring and just reassuring that they they inform all of their employees. It's not just nurses and doctors. It's us administrative folk. They want everyone to be informed um, because I do have a friend who works at a different hospital. I won't name, but they have not been informative uh-huh. and they've been either... Uh, like information is passed in a very incohesive way. People have been fired right and left um, with people that have had suspected cases. It was not addressed right away. And people were like, I've come into contact with that coworker. What's going on? And that just is very stressful. (laughs) That would be really, there's enough stress just dealing with the situation as it is. But then to have like breakdowns in communication and everything, like that would just compound it so much. Right. It's stressful wow. for everyone, but especially for someone who's working actively on a hospital location like my friend. And to have a lack of communication and a lack of quick action, that seems very scary. Yeah. 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 For first responders, it's especially, I mean, you're putting yourself on the line. You should be able to be backed up by the companies that are putting you on the line, basically. Yeah, it's a interesting situation. And it's, I think, indicative of how certain places in America have been dragging their feet as an expression to say. And as a hospital, it's shocking because you are going to be the first line of defense. Shouldn't you be on top of everything and looking out for your employees? Because if your employees get sick, what are you going to do then? <laughs> like, Yeah, no, I mean, it is, it's like a war in a way. And these, these people are our defense. <laughs> and 
<laughs> I, we're going to have to have a line of defense. It's going to be made up by somebody. And it's like if we're just if we're under-equipped, then it'll, it'll just burn through so many people. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> yeah. And how does the response the government has been having, like, I, I don't know if you interact with the employees or other people around your area or you hear from family, like, how does the government response feel? I don't know, like... Right. Right. At least for us, for Marylanders. Now, for other states, I hear there's a whole world of different stories, but I, I do want to read more about those before I have a full opinion. <laughs> Yeah, but you appreciate what your governor is doing right now. And it seems like it, it makes sense. I mean, because when I heard that shelter in place was going to start happening and lockdown, I didn't know what it meant. And so I started doing like research into it. And it sounds scary if you think about it in a dystopian kind of way, but it's not as restrictive as you would think. And there, this is a range of essential activities like exercise and fresh air and getting to the store and everything. Like, I mean, so far it's worked. I mean, it's been more of a comfort because before we didn't know if there would be riots at the grocery store for like, cause we would see these fights breaking out over toilet paper and just this insane stuff happening. And I appreciate the sense of order about it, even if it's just temporary because you know what we're going through, but it's, it hasn't been scary. And we do have friends that are going out for walks and everything like pretty regularly. It's, it's manageable. I definitely can't complain about what it's been like to stay like, and do this social distancing thing. So, have you been watching any movies or um, Netflix series or anything like that to help you get through this? Oh, yeah. So, I digressed a long while back. But, um, so anyway. Gina <laughs> no, no. It's an important conversation to have, too. I'm just trying to get, like, a full range of, like, what life is like. I love how conversations flow. Um, but yeah, so yeah. when Gino had the flu at the beginning of February, I had been listening to an audiobook um, from Mindy Colling, and then through that, she worked on The Office, so then we started watching The Office. And I guess it was the oh. right time to get into that show, because sometimes that can be, I guess, a little dry, but for some reason, since February, we've been just cracking up over that. So I guess that's been our long standing show that we've been watching because now we're in season six and I believe it's season 10 or 10 seasons. Um, so like when Gino comes home from work in the evenings, we just put on some episodes and we're just like, take our mind off and just like the ridiculousness of office life. (laughs) No. Yeah. You need that. I haven't seen any episodes of it. Like I haven't seen, I've heard a lot about it. I've heard that it's good. I've seen little clips here or there. Have you seen it, Rick? No, I've seen some of the British one, but I haven't seen the American one. Uh, would you consider watching it, Rick? Yeah, I mean, it, it's had a long life. Must be for some reason, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like those little idiosyncrasies of, um, like, and I mean, I've worked in offices for a while now, so you know certain coworkers do certain things. So it kind of, yeah. it just amps that up. And it's like, oh, Lord, there's that coworker. <laughs> Yeah. So The Office, and you've been watching RuPaul. Anything else? Like, any staples? 
Um, well, I've been, uh, cause well, Gina and I like to watch movies and well, <laughs> I don't know if this is, I can, this is probably not ironic, but anyway, Gino, since the whole thing started, um, he's been wanting to watch all of his favorite go-to apocalyptic movies like Armageddon, <laughs> <laughs> 2012. I haven't gotten there yet. Um, <laughs> oh, and then he watched Outbreak and I was like, why oh are we watching God. Outbreak right now? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Did it stress you out to watch those? Um, I think Outbreak stressed me out because it was about a disease, and I was like, um, that's a little too close to home. It's (laughs) happening right now, like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But any of the, um, like the Armageddon or like, you know, um, anything coming to the Earth seems still like sci-fi and out of this world, so I'm kind of like, oh, that'll never happen. (laughs) Yeah. I, I was all of those space movies that I, that gave me the idea to start doing like a quarantine room and like if you think about everything that they had to do it was all those kind of movies that I was like no wait they did this in the movie did they, they did that in the other movie and it kind of cobbled together like this approach that I don't know it ended up working and it kind of like syncs with the articles that we're getting you know about the suggestions and the tips but the one thing that we don't have is a mask. Like within the last couple of days, they've been talking about a mask. So I think we might have to start making one, like one of those. Do you have any masks, Jean? Yeah, actually, I'm oddly lucky in this situation. Um, last year, well, every year in spring, it's my horrible season. I get (laughs) Uh, terrible allergies because all the plants and trees are having fun. (laughs) Um, so surprisingly, without even knowing what was going to happen this year, last year I bought. I have like three cloth face masks and I still have a half a box left from last year of um, paper masks just for allergy purposes to try to prevent ah, sneeze okay. attacks. So yeah. I just still have them and this this thing started and then I was like, oh, well, I'm pretty well stopped. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> yeah, well... I don't think we'll be able to get our hands on an actual mask, but I've read that denim is a good thing to make it out of because it's really thick oh, and wow. you can breathe, still breathe through it. Um, so we found a couple of like how-to videos where you don't have to sew anything in order to make them because I don't even think we have a sewing machine. Like, I don't know how to sew at all. So Wow, no, masks. that's amazing because, uh, yeah, I never would have considered. I've got old jeans if I need to make masks for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think in Laredo, Texas, Nuevo Laredo, Laredo, Texas, they're they're starting to find people who leave the house without a mask. So, oh wow! What does that mean? I mean they're, they're they're charging people money if they get caught leaving the house without a mask. Oh wow! Yeah, it's becoming like an essential thing. So I don't know. I don't know if it's that effective. But that's that's such a because initially everybody was told, oh no, you don't need the masks. They don't really help. They only help. If you have it, it stops from passing it on. So, I mean, we've heard of people that had masks and donated them because everybody was saying, and and I'm not just saying like, oh, politicians said, don't wear masks. It was doctors, Dr. Fauci, and everybody was saying like, the masks don't do very much and the, the hospital staff are the ones that need the masks. And I mean, it makes sense. First responders... They should have them. They need to have the armor, right? But now you can't start finding people if they don't have a mask unless you start providing the masks to the people. Or you, and, or you make them. Like... Well, I mean, yeah, fine, I guess. Everybody follow the advice of Trump and wear a freaking scarf and you're safe now. <laughs> wow, that's it's crazy. Like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, what's that, Rick? What? <laughs> is that food? No. Oh, it looks like an egg. I'm just messing with this. It did look like an egg. Oh. Yeah, like, oh, I I forgot that anybody was even watching me. I'm like, oh, but you know, to do. Speaking of eggs, I've really gotten into Animal Crossing. I feel like I need to like bring that up. If anybody's going to like start playing Animal Crossing, it's it's egg season right now, and you can go through the landscape and dig them Easter. out of the ground. You can find them in the sky. You can dig them out of the wood, and they fall out of the trees and leaves. Wait, eggs in the sky? Kinds... <laughs> yeah, they arrive in like little parachutes that you have to use a slingshot to like pop the balloon, and it's you get a you get an air egg. Oh, yeah. that's like a stork delivering the egg, except a little parachute. 
Yeah, and you can eat it. So, oh. <laughs> I, I have, I'm accumulating. I haven't done very much with them yet, though. But nobody I know is playing the Switch version of um, Animal Crossing New Horizon, sadly. But it is very calming. It's a very zen kind of game. That, that sounds nice. Oh, wait, can you only play on the Switch, or could I play on my iPad? Or You can... There's a version that's available on like smartphones and iPads and stuff, but it's not the same kind. Yeah, that's that's the one I've been playing, and I mean it's fun, but it's not as much access as Troy has because he can harvest the trees and plant trees, and you know, like you have a whole island that you can do anything in and design however you want. So on the mobile version, it's a little more limited and. You kind of have to, it's a trailer park, and you have to get <laughs> the animals to come to your trailer park. <laughs> so, Not likely. I mean, like, I, like Troy is the, the mayor of his island, and I'm, like, a trailer park Another director. Park <laughs> so, it's just like, okay, downgrade, but the animals are, they're sometimes like, oh... What are you doing up so late? Are we having a slumber party? I'm all in, like, because I only open it at night. So it's just... I do like that real time. Even on the Switch, it's like real time. It knows yeah. when it's being played. So the sky outside looks like what it looks like in the game. And if we were able to go to the parks right now, we might see some of the cherry blossoms that are, like, blooming right now Yeah. in the game itself. But, um, yeah, so when you can't be outside, it is kind of just... Like a nice little diversion for about, you know, it's a patience game. So I don't think you've played it for any more than like 30 minutes at a time here and there. It's not something that just totally occupies you for Because some, some people describe it as like, why do I want to play a game that makes you do chores, right? Like some of the things are kind of mundane, like pick pick the grass or pick the fruits or go sell something. But I, I can see how being inside and having to be inside you would want to do some of those things so being able to do them in a game that's like oh okay that can be calming like it it makes you think that you're doing things which it's like you're being faked into <laughs> it <laughs> right no i totally understand because i'll embarrass myself but i had a bit of a farmville addiction back in the day um, so literally see, it reminds me of that just like, clicking I, I squares is that. comforting <laughs> yeah i liked sim city for a while and like building cities and that kind of thing where you could put in like the pipes for construction and but i haven't played that in forever and this is not that intense but no, I like the kind of games where things grow because of what you do. And I mean, it's a nice break from like the research and everything, which for me has been like a real struggle to like focus and concentrate on all this, like the scholarly stuff and the PhD stuff and everything. But I have a draft due on Monday. So um, I had to kind of like kick into gear and get that going. Even though my supervisor, she's been like really understanding and like patient and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I couldn't, we already had like a really good rapport beforehand and I've known her now for a few years. So, um, yeah, but having that game as a way to like take a break from the reading and the writing and the news and everything, it's just like a real nice thing to have. And I'm not a big game person. I'll start a game and I won't finish it. And, but yeah. Yeah. Cause we have that. <laughs> We have that Pokemon game. I I played the Pokemon ones, but the I think the Switch one is really like Troy's cup of tea. Cause... I really like the Switch Pokemon. Um, having this really, I mean, immersive kind of environment. Because like, it was based on England and the UK. So you go through the countryside. You see that kind of architecture. Yeah, very English. And you get to play like... When you're doing a battle, you get to choose your maneuvers and like your strategies and that kind of thing. For for me, I like that a lot more. And the the technology honestly is a lot more reliable for the Switch games than it is for like the Pokemon Go. Between I mean, the, between the connection and the phone and geotag like geolocation and everything, it's just there were so many intrusions. There was another game too on the Switch that I'm really liking. It's Kentucky Route Zero. I think that's what it's called. That one's creepy. Oh, how oh. so? 
Um, it's very David Lynch like. If like you're out in this truck driving around and you're going from one little small town location to the next, and you hear quiet like there's like churches that don't have congregations. And no preachers, just like recordings, like tape recordings that you walk in. Creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's almost like everyone in the world left. Oh, no. And you're like driving around the ruins, kind of. And everything's in black and white. And like the people are like really tiny. So you're like looking at little silhouettes moving around. It's rated as one of the best video games ever, and I can understand why. Because the soundtrack is amazing, the vocal effects, the way you can hear people talk sometimes. And then a lot of the times you're controlling the flow of conversation. Like someone will ask you a question and you have multiple choices that you can choose from. And how you choose to interact with these people will um, influence the... um, the flow of the game, but it's not a linear interaction. It, like the the course of the conversation can change the game in a way that you just totally wouldn't predict. It's not it's not very predictable, that's for sure. So yeah, it's it's a different space in that game, which I've appreciated too. But that game makes me sleepy, <laughs> so I should go into play at night. Yeah. Anyway, so well, should we talk about RuPaul now? Should we get into this? Okay. Because um, we're about like. We're like, girl. <laughs> oh my god, in my head now, I'm saying things like, girl. And yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Like, we were thinking about it the other day, but I mean, you have like an arsenal of seasons, and just uh, thinking of some of the big personality queens that have come before, and just like thinking of Jean coming across like some of these queens like Shangela or Alyssa Edwards Bianca Del Rio Bianca we just saw the other Alaska like like all of them like it's just thinking about that like it's so fun fun to think about Jean like (laughs) diving into the drag world it's kind of we did what with Drag Race, what you're doing with Office we were coming we just watched it at lunch or watch it at breakfast and I don't know things can feel so serious that it was with Drag Race that we've we finally started like laughing again because you know like what we do every day can be really intense and this was like months ago almost like six months ago maybe like a year when we started yeah and through watching drag race we started laughing and it became like this window of like laughter and oh my god i'm so envious of anybody who has like years like a decade of drag race to go through if you find that it appeals to you i mean i'm really envious no yeah i think um I think actually this may help me with my allergy insomnia um, because at least three nights this week I've woken up for about three hours to sneeze and then try to go back to sleep Uh, and watch some of the episodes and it took my mind off and it was just, it was funny, but also drama. Drama. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, who are your favorites right now in this season? Let's start uh, with that. Okay, so I only have the first five episodes, but right. I liked Nikki Doll, and I was very sad that she got Me too. <laughs> I, I'm so mad. Like, I was so mad that she went home. And I don't understand, because here's a question I wanted to pose, because, like, and I don't know, maybe this is something my lack of drag queen knowledge has, but I understand but, you have to be kooky, you have to be out there, you have to be extra, but sometimes if... A girl is pulling off the beauty. Like, what's wrong with just a pretty girl? And, like, she just looked so good, and I liked her outfits. And then she didn't have to be all extra. Like, I was happy. Like, I I wanted to keep seeing her outfits. I didn't want her to go. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think part of it is that the show is structured around RuPaul's experiences and what's led to his success. So he's tried to mirror the challenges around what he's had to do in order to become RuPaul. And when you go to a club to perform, uh, you know, that's where drag queens make a lot of their money. It has There has to be a performance element to it rather than just like the model side of it. I mean, I know that there are some who've gone into like like legitimate fashion modeling and you'll see them in editorials, but that's very rare that a drag queen would be able to pull that off to that extent. And even then it's like, 
you don't see those drag queens in editorials and advertisements very often. So you have to make your money somehow. Okay. I guess that that's what sense. I would think. What would you say, Rick? No, I mean, I I get that. The, the thing that made me the most mad is that there were other queens that did not look as good and did not do as good of a job on the challenge. So you can't tell me. I was laughing at Nikki's baby, French baby. Like, it was just ridiculous. And, I mean, some, some of the other queens just didn't deliver on the challenge either because they had a, not enough lines or or whatever and then the runway looks i mean sorry but crystal method just looked <laughs> bad she looked bad and just because she changed up her makeup a little bit to make the judges happy she still looked her wig looked really bad her outfit looked really bad and i mean i think the only the thing that kind of took Nikki down was herself because I don't think she would have danced that night, but whenever she answered, maybe I should go home too, that you're defeating yourself. And you're RuPaul, supposed to be bulletproof. Yeah. She, she should have been like, all these bitches that just threw me under the bus, I'm running them over because no way. So that fire, I think RuPaul was like, you're not showing me the fire, then you should dance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think when she said, oh, maybe I should go, RuPaul yeah, was, was like, like uh-uh. mm. And even I agreed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, you have a nice um, resting bitch face. Use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's also very French, right? Like that, almost like that self-deprecation or, I mean, because that's one of the things they were saying about the, the Drag Race UK is that they're not, that the, the British people are not used to being like boastful and like overly proud and like flaunting their confidence like that. So it was calling us something different. So I was wondering if it was maybe something about being French that just wasn't translating mm-hmm. because, I mean, he, Nicky referred to that a lot. The, the language barrier but then there's also like the personality that would be that's just you know there's a lot in touch with that French heritage I don't know yeah but she she was one of my favorites and I was mad I know <laughs> I was, I was like no don't go <laughs> no and then I guess um the one I hate is Aiden <laughs> oh I was very surprised that you said that because Aiden is my underdog and I love Aiden and I oh. love all those bitches coming for Aiden. I'm just I like, mean, Britta, Britta is like I, the one I hate. Oh, I don't most. like her either. <laughs> Britta is just like all talk. Yeah, she keeps waving that I'm a I'm the top queen in New York flag around. And I'm like, well, it's not translating for us. Yeah, because it's not. I don't see what you can do. Like you're not you're not showing us anything that's that impressive. No, um, I agree. I think out of bitchiness, um Britta and Widow are like and possibly mm-hmm. Jada, but like Jada and um Widow have brought stuff while Britta just bitches and then Yeah, kind of yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like you have to back up your words and you're not delivering. And it's like every week it's like, I don't know how I was at the bottom again. And that bitch over there is safe. Like, don't come for her wig. You're not RuPaul. You're not the judges. She's where right. she is for a reason. And you're where you are for a reason. No, so actually, just... I will say on that episode, um, I don't particularly like Aiden, but Aiden did... Um... I liked her one ball outfit, and then I liked um, her one, I guess, like, hat to the side outfit. Yeah, the Silence of the Lambs. Right, that was excellent. Yeah, I liked that one. And I actually thought that, I mean, I didn't like Aiden's acting in the Gay's Anatomy, but Britta's was more flat. So I actually was like, um, I don't know why you're surprised. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I I was, I found that part so funny. I, I... I thought it was really ridiculous that Aiden died and became a ghost. And it was because the doctor unplugged him because she wanted to take a selfie. It's just like, I was just like laughing no, it was my ass a funny off. Scene, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think Aiden did a better job than Britta and she was just not letting go of it. She was like right. a dog with a bone. 
And then the shade and the claws came out. <gasps> oh my god. And everybody <laughs> drinking their drink. I oh yeah, drinking like, the straw. They were like, mm. Yeah. Wino <laughs> was like, I'm in the corner. Like, whatever. Just I love their facial it. expressions when they drink their straws. They're yeah. just like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, some, some of the times it's just like, they're normally drinking the drink, but outside of the lipstick and all of that, it makes it look shady as There's fun. There's just like an inherent like look to yeah. it. Side it's eye. Like, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I do love the side eye. It's the best. Mm. I, I love the untucked. I'm a big fan of side eye. And the guests, what did you think of like Nikki and Robin and everything? Because I think that this season's been good for Oh no, judges. yeah. Um, I I think I knew Nikki and Robin. I haven't really known any other of the guests so far, but I did like them. Um, I love Robin's songs, and then yeah, Nikki was all sassy. Yeah. And honestly, I agreed with her about Heidi's face that day. It does yeah, me uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she was like backstage, like, "Why do you hate my face?" It's like, "No, I hate your makeup and your wig, right?" Your face. <laughs> like to Rick clarify, and I were talking about this earlier today. It's like how Heidi she needs to she needs to step up the the makeup skills because it can be a real tool to like bringing something to your look that clothing alone can't express and you know body language alone can't express. I mean, Crystal Method without her makeup would be completely different. Just complete. And then Gigi, what Gigi can do with her makeup is pretty amazing. Oh yeah, I do like Gigi a lot, and I agree with Heidi. Like. Heidi's grown on me like she does really good with the out there and the dancing and the funny characters like she cracks me up but yeah she needs to work on the the clothes and the the makeup because it's just kind of like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) no and it's kind of it is like I like I really like Aiden's makeup and I mean I like Aiden's makeup it reminds me of Betty Davis Mm. Aiden could just be a Betty Davis yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, I feel that. like Aiden should apply the whole retro style for that kind of style. Like, Jackie is doing kind of, like, the 60s. Like, yeah. they should do, like, a section. Like, I think Aiden should do, like, the 40s, and then Jackie should stay with the 60s, like she's been doing. So, yeah. like... Like, I, go for it, you know? Yeah, it's I think, not, like, Aiden's doing it kind halfway. of not quite there yet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree on the whole look thing that Aiden could have some like work to do and just being a little more self-aware of who he is as a performer and it's like no you Betty Davis you have the eyes you have like the personality yeah. the disposition so let's let the bitch claws come out and right. like, entertain us like that because it's all about the drama anyway yeah <sighs> okay so what are um, did you, I liked I really liked Leslie Jones in her episode because she's such a big fan and it, it was the one that was she had the blue dress and she was just like filming Rue on stage and I'm like, um, are you filming he? <laughs> yeah. She was really nice. I liked her. <laughs> and Nikki was really nice. When, like, I like when they go backstage and they spend time with the girls and I mean, Nikki being, you know, having the talent that she has could have really like, I don't know, blew some of the, the girls out of, you know, torn them apart. But she's really constructive in everything that she did and gave yeah. like, individual attention and yeah, I mean, Gaga did the same thing, like, I think it was last season, or maybe the season before that, where she went back and she spent a lot of time talking about, like, what each of the girls, what their strengths might be and stuff to focus on. She had on. a folder. She had, like, notes. She went to the untucked, like, okay, this is my notes for you. This is my notes for you. Like, she was like, I'm in a business meeting. This is, like, Yeah. No, that's really Boardroom. cool because those are people that have made it. So then they're trying to help the next generation, you know? Yeah. And I mean, can you imagine getting advice from a heavy hitter like that? Like, that's like... Yeah. I'm like, getting it from the so top. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, and I liked what... um I think it was Leslie Jones. She was the one that says, it doesn't matter what you look like or where you come from. It's what you mm-hmm. bring to the table. <laughs> so you need to bring right. it. Like Because I think right. my frustration with Aiden is like... There is potential, but she keeps kind of deflecting what other people are saying. So, like, instead of just being like, oh, I'm doing this, it's whenever other people are like, mm, you didn't do so much, blah, blah, blah. Then, oh, well, no, I did blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, okay, no. <laughs> yeah. It's just a little frustrating, I guess, because it's like, stop deflecting. Just be like, no, I'm doing this. So, y'all shut up. <laughs> like that but you notice it. 
with all of the queens, like Aiden has her I'm a small town excuse, and then you have um, Heidi doing the same Britta. thing. Heidi's like my language barrier, and Britta is like, oh, I'm a New York top best smile of the year award winner, like, you know, all of that. Like, stop with the excuses and just get to work. No, they each like, have their you. own excuse. Like, I was like, with Nikki Doll, I'm like, just throw your French around in there. It'll be sexy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, hello. <laughs> like, you're it not using like, your potential. <laughs> Blinding light. Like, you're French. Just throw it in there. People won't know what hit them. You could be so sassy and French and, like, bitchy face. French and, like, bitch. <laughs> yeah. She's just. Yeah. I know. I and it's so almost like, and I know if I was on the show, I'd be hella insecure. But it's almost like watching them. It's like I can see you being insecure. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, um, you can see that. I mean, I can pick it up, of course, when they talk about it. But I but don't like know. Dahlia Sin, she just she was dead in the face. She she didn't go first, and for a reason because she wouldn't come alive only behind the stage. And it's like. The commentary and all of that, like, you're being a bitch, but you're not delivering, and you're dead in the face when you're performing. Yeah, it's like, and I, you've seen her pop up, you've seen the broccoli pop up now like, a few times, right? No, the fucking broccoli just keeps popping up. And it's still that blank look when she's up there, like, even popping up as the broccoli, like, am I here right now? I don't know. Like, yeah. That, uh, like, that steamed Dalia. broccoli. <laughs> Oh, poor Dahlia. Yeah. (laughs) Though I will say, because, like, I was, like, out of the pretty ones, which I thought were Dahlia and Nikki, I was, like, I still felt like Nikki had personality, but I guess just not enough. I I don't know. (laughs) If she wouldn't have thrown herself under the bus, I bet she would still be around. Yeah. That was her doing. She she threw herself under the bus, because I think she did better than some of... RuPaul would not have made her dance. And, you know... Sometimes, if you do the limb sync right, you can stay. She's she just didn't kind of give up. And and RuPaul has done like multiple like she saved both girls in the past. If they've done a really good job, yeah, then like no one would go home. If you if you just do an amazing job, but there's there's also the afterlife where. People who've gone home can come back to the All Stars. Oh, okay. So they pull out the people who haven't won and put them like in a super competition. And some of our favorites. Oh, some actually. of our some of our favorites have gone home and like Gene. There has been like the fir- the first All Stars, like first and second. They just like had all of the favorite queens, and you're just like. I don't even know how to have a favorite when you have Alyssa Edwards and Latrice Royale and, like, just so many, like, of your favorites. It makes it really, really hard. And the competition, like, you know, you have basic drag race, but when you get to All-Stars, they make them do some crazy-ass shit. And it's just like, I don't even know, like, it's harder because you're on All-Stars. So it's it's really good. It's amazing. (laughs) How many, like, favorites don't win the season, but then they come back for something like that? I mean, a lot of... I mean, the ones who are known to be the most talented didn't win their season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, of course, there's there there's some, like, Bianca Del Rio who flew through her season and never lost a challenge and never had to dance or anything like that. And but she's really smart. She's really funny. But that's the exception. Most of the people who you still see, like, out doing stuff, they didn't win their season. So, yeah, the afterlife of these people is really interesting. And the fact that they tour around the States, that they tour around Europe, now you can actually go and see these people live in, like, um, yeah, giant cons and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think I'm now, like, in the mode. So now I do want to go back and, like, start at season one and see, like, who are all the sassy bitches? (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, it's really cool. One thing with season one it, just remember, it was season one, and the lighting was terrible. Like, oh, no. It was really bad. Like, okay, get through season one. Because <laughs> it oh was just God, like, no. RuPaul in his living room with living room lighting. Like, it was just really bad. <laughs> but it's like, that's what started it all, and then yeah. it, it got better. 
But yeah, like the judges, I, I like, really like Michelle Visage. And, um, we actually saw her at the Madonna show and said hi to her and everything. It was, she was so nice. Yeah, she seems fun. And I like the other two guys that are on the panel Ross, too. Like, they're funny. Ross, yeah, Ross and Carson, they're so funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like, like all the little friends. jokes they make when people like walk out it's with their so outfits funny. and they're yeah. all like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So maybe if, Gene, if you start watching season one, if you let us know if you do and like when, maybe we can all start watching it like at the same time. That would be kind of fun, I think, to kind of coordinate like that. What do yeah. you think, like, like, Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. No like, pressure. No like pressure. if you get to the end of the season, you're like, no, I don't want to watch it. I understand. But no, I mean, it could be fun to all go through it together. Especially since you know, then it'd be like we're in the same room watching the same show. (laughs) Yeah. Well, guys, I hate to point this out, but we're almost to our hours almost up, so we're gonna have to wrap this up. But I'll say that I've had a lot of fun, and Gina, I'm so happy that you joined us in this conversation. And I don't know. I mean, I'd like to hear more in the future about how you're getting through this social distancing, and you know how you're adapting and everything, and what you're thinking about, like. Drag Race, but other shows as well that you're watching. I mean, I like to know those kinds of things if you're up for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Thanks okay. for inviting me on. And I know I was a bit nervous, but I'll get used to it. <laughs> oh, I didn't come across at all. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, Yay. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's my uh, star quality. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ready for stardom and radio. <laughs> okay, well then, let's sign off. Again, thanks to all our listeners and hoping everybody hoping everybody is staying safe and clean and keeping away from everybody else, contributing with the can or whatever. Wait, what is the, the thing you say, Troy? Stay safe? Uh, stay safe, stay clean, and stay away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay, bye y'all. See ya. Okay. Till next can... time. Okay. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We put it out weekly. And follow us on social media. We're on every platform. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're everywhere.